21st of October 2018, 3.47pm Sunday. My name is James and this is Slopfest. We've got some news clippings, usually misconnections as well, but not so much this week. We're going to see who's out here doing life weirder, weirder and sloppier than anyone else. At which point we will award one of them the winning position. They're, they become the victor. I don't know. Let's figure it out. We're going to figure out who's out here out of these people. Who's doing it weirder? First person I got here is 24-year-old Ryan Malik, who was arrested on May 21st, 2018 for lewd and lascivious behavior after he was caught trying to have sex with a car's exhaust. When police arrived at the scene, they found Malik trying to put his penis into the car exhaust. Despite the police presence, an oblivious Malik continued in his efforts and ignored the officer's attempts to stop him. An officer had to taser him and he was handcuffed and taken to hospital for treatment. According to the court documents, his actions were seen by six witnesses. It stated how Malik unlawfully, intentionally, and publicly exposed a sex organ or exposed a sex organ in the presence of another person who was not the spouse of the offender and who has not consented thereto with intent to arouse or gratify the sexual desires of oneself or another. You know that totally relatable sitch. When you get so drunk that you fuck a car's exhaust pipe in a crowded car park. You know, you know that really relatable situation? When you're in front of six people in a car park, fucking a car's exhaust pipe? That's just another Saturday, isn't it? How's your weekend? <laughs> what do you get up to? What did you get up to on the weekend? Ikea? Ikea with the girlfriend? Cool. Cool, me? Not too much, you know, played some WoW, hung out with some friends. Crushed a 12-pack of double blacks and fucked a car in front of strangers while being tased by police. The huge. Just another Saturday. I really feel like this story should be the marketing campaign for Smirnoff Double Black's next product launch. Hashtag just double black things. That's what this is. Every time, every time Smirnoff Double Blacks have ever come up in my lifetime, it's nothing good has ever followed. Nothing. One of my friends, one of the most conservative people on the planet... Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. I'm not going to say his name, but still. One of the most conservative people I know. Okay, very by the book. Doesn't do anything outlandish. Never has, you know. Very straight-laced dude. He got fucked up one night on Double Blacks. Had a house party at his parents' house while they were away. I don't know if this is too much information, but... Because, well... My friends will know who this is anyway. But his parents famously had a... <laughs> had a belt that they would hang out and and I think it was called like Mr. Brown because it was a brown leather belt and they would always like threaten him and say, don't make me get Mr. Brown. So those, you, you can understand the type of situation this is and um, yeah, just middle of a drinking game. He's like, fuck it. House party, why not? not? Another instance where Double Blacks came up at a party, I saw someone bottle a car. Double Blacks will do that to you. Everyone has that drink though, I think. Everyone has like that, that one thing that they, get, that they get a little bit too fucked up on and it's the one thing that they say like, oh, I'm, never, I'm never drinking again as a result of that. Everyone's got it. I'm pretty sure mine's Jaeger. Maybe it's Jaeger and Double Blacks. I think it's both actually. But everyone's got one. What's your one? You've got one. It, just admit it. You've got, you've, you've either drunk too much of something and done something weird or you just drank too much of something and you're and even the smell of it makes you fucking want to puke. You've got it. And I want to know what it is. Tweet me. We have a Twitter now. At Slotfestpod on Facebook and Twitter. Hey, it's me, future 
present James. Uh, I'm doing the edit right now and I just realized that my dumb ass said at Slopfest Pod on all social media channels. It's actually not that. It's Slopfest Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. So uh, now that we've cleared that up, you can. Uh, I'll let you get back to listening to this dickhead. He thinks he's so fucking funny. He thinks he's so fucking funny. I think he's boring. Easy. Consistent. Consistent branding. Consistent naming. So that's our first contender. Ryan. Fucking a car. Then getting tased in front of six people. No big deal. Second one here. A South Carolina man turned violent in a dispute over salt and vinegar potato chips, authorities said. Because of course... You know, we go from fucking cars to assault over potato chips. That's the content we got here on this podcast. Welcome to Slopfest. Ryan Dean Langdale, 19, had warned his 17-year-old cousin not to eat his chips. But when his relative did, Langdale shot him, authorities said Wednesday. Do not touch my chips or I'll shoot you, the cousin said Langdale had warned him. To be fair. To be fair. Okay, look. He shot him. He's fine. Okay. He's not dead. He didn't shoot him and kill him. He just shot him. In To be fair, he warned him. He did warn him. That's got to be worth something. Lawyers, if you're listening, <laughs> is, is warning someone first before committing the crime? No, it's not actually. Never mind. It, that's nothing. But Langdale now faces additional charges because the story he originally gave to authorities didn't add up. Of course. Look, if you're going to shoot your cousin for eating your fucking salt and vinegar chips, at least own it. Own it. Whatever your thing is, own it. Okay? Fucking cars, shooting cousins who are eating your chips, own it. Uh, Langdale had reported that the September 29 incident as an accidental shooting, the Colleton County Sheriff's Office said. The Sheriff's Office said Langdale told deputies his cousin had accidentally shot himself by dropping a hunting rifle while cleaning it. We knew from the beginning that something wasn't right, Madge J.W. Chapman of the Sheriff's Office said. The more we looked into it, the more it seemed odd. Lang- Langdale now faces charges of obstruction of justice after authorities had learned he switched weapons while on the scene. That's in addition to charges that include attempted murder and using a firearm in a violent crime. He surrendered himself Wednesday morning with his bail set at 55000 The alleged crime occurred in a rural area 60 miles west of Charleston. Look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He warned him. And we've all been there. We've all had a sibling or a friend or a family member that we've warned. You know, when you get something, okay, especially when you're younger, right? Keep in mind, this guy's like 19, his cousin's 17. You know, you go out, you get yourself a Mars bar, right? And you proclaim when you come home, Scott, that's my fucking Mars bar in the fridge. And if you touch it, I'll kill you. Everyone's done this everyone's had a sit well then again everyone's also eaten something that wasn't theirs probably (laughs) so and maybe you should be able to do that without fear of being shot maybe it's an america problem that that makes sense actually (laughs) uh ryan really ryan might have done us all a service on this one though when you think about it because now we don't okay we don't need to shoot our cousin friend or family member now Okay, we use, here's what you do. If you have a friend or relative who's been eating your shit, search this article and you print it out and just slip it under their door. That's it. 
no, nothing else need be said. They know who they are. They know what they've done. And this is forewarning. This is you setting the precedent. Look, it's been done. It will happen again. Or another way might be uh, tape it, print this article out and tape it to the piece of food in the fridge or in the cupboard. I, gu- I guarantee they don't eat it. And if they do, I think you only need to shoot a relative once. If I'm honest, I think, look, I'll admit, and I'm not, okay, I don't know if, I don't, nece- I'm not necessarily proud of this, but it's effective and it works. This one goes out to all Tim Ferriss fans who are trying to improve the effectiveness of their life. Here's what you do. If someone fucks with you in any way, you need to escalate it to a point where your response is disproportionate to the original act. Now, example. (laughs) If someone punches you, for instance, your friend punches you in the face. You light their car on fire. They never punch you in the face again. And they stop fucking with you after that point. Someone calls you stupid, destroy all of the clothes that they own. And they never fuck with you. It's all about setting the precedent. It's all about setting an unreasonable precedent. And once that's done, hey, that's, you do, look, one and done. You do it one time. You go way too far on one occurrence and then you've set the precedent and you don't need to do it again. And if you, here's another, here's another point. If you do it in front of a few people who have been fucking with you for various things, then you really only do need to do it once. You don't need to do it once per person. You can just do it one time. And then everyone goes, they're fucking crazy. Now you may lose. Now that I think about it, you may lose some friends in this one, but maybe that'll help you identify who your true friends are. Would your true friends leave you if you set their car on fire? Yeah, they absolutely would, actually. Yeah. Look, I'm going to need a disclaimer in here somewhere. This is... Don't... This is all jokes, so don't actually do it anyway. Next one. That's our second contestant. Shoot. Okay, first contestant, you've got a car fucker. Now you've got a guy who... Look, I can't... I can't... What, what is it? Mensrea? Is Mensrea? Okay, Mensrea, I think, is the intent. And then Actus Reus is the action. So we know that he did shoot his cousin, but we don't know if he, tr- if he tried to kill his cousin. Maybe it was a warning shot. They didn't, they didn't say where he shot him. So he might have just winged him a little bit. And then maybe not as bad as they're making out. I'm not sure. Anyway, car fucker, salt and vinegar chip bandit. Our third and final contestant here. 68-year-old Nancy Crampton Brophy was arrested last week in Portland, Oregon. She is charged with the murder in death of her 63-year-old husband, Chef Daniel Brophy, after posting a blog titled, How to Murder Your Husband. A little bit on the nose, Nancy. At 8.30 a.m. on June 2nd, police and medics arrived at the Oregon Culinary Institute after students and instructors arriving for class found Brophy suffering from a gunshot wound. The first responders attempt to revive, attempted to revive him but weren't successful. In a press conference that day, police said that they were investigating the death as a homicide and that they had no immediate suspects. Crampton Brophy is a self-published author of romantic suspense novels, many featuring chiseled ex-Navy SEALs, 
books with rugged men, strong women, and a good story she touted on her website. So those are her words. They could be dog shit. The books could be dog shit. But that's what, she, that's what she, she's described her own books as being good. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There she described her home life, part of which read like the satisfying last pages of a romance novel. So this is, uh, this is her describing her home life. I live in the beautiful green and very wet northwest married to a chef whose, whose mantra is life is a science project. As a result, there are chickens and turkeys in my backyard, a fabulous vegetable garden which also grows tobacco for an insecticide and a hot meal on the table every night. For those of you, for those of you who have longed for this, let me caution you. The old, the old adage is true. Be careful what you wish for. When the gods are truly angry, they grant us our wishes. I can't tell you when I fell in love with my husband, but I relate but I relate the moment I decided to marry him. I was in the bath, it was a big tub. I expected him to join me, and when and when he was delayed, I called out, Are you coming? His answer convinced me he was Mr. Wright. Yes, but I'm making hors d'oeuvres. Can you imagine spending the rest of your life without a man like that? But in 2011, for a blog called C. Jane Publish, Crampton Brophy wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband. Quote, As a romantic suspense writer, I spent a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently about police procedure, the post read. After all, if the murder is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly for the record, I don't like jumpsuits and orange isn't my colour. Okay. <laughs> The essay described a range of possible motives for murdering a husband ranging from avoiding the financial hit of a divorce to infidelity by a, quote, lying, cheating bastard, and even the possibility that the wife is a professional contract killer. It also weighed the pros and cons of different methods, quote, gun, loud, messy, requires some skill, knives, really personal and close up, blood everywhere, ew. She warned against committing a crime of passion, quote, most of the time, there is a trail that leads directly to you. Each type of murder leaves clues. A crime of passion does not look like a stranger was involved. A neighbor, Don McConnell, told the, or- the Oregonian of an odd interaction with the widow. Quote, she never showed any signs of being upset, said McConnell. I would say she had an air of relief, like it was almost a godsend. He asked whether the police had been keeping her updated. She said, no, I'm a suspect without emotion. Holy shit. Near the end of the blog post, imagining how and why to kill one's husband, Crampton Brophy wrote that she finds it, quote, easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them. I don't want to worry about blood and brains splattered on my walls. And really, I'm not good at remembering lies. But the thing I know about murder is that every one of us have it in him slash her when pushed far enough. Crampton Brophy was arraigned in Multnomah County Circuit Court on Thursday. The judge approved a request by prosecutors to seal the court document outlining the case against her. So she murders her fucking husband and then like a dumbass writes a blog post about it. I do a lot of content marketing for my job. And I, hey, look, I understand better than the average person the pursuit of ranking for search terms based on on blog posts. Okay, I get it. So first of all, great title. How to, how to, what was it? How to murder your husband? Great title. That's going to get, that's going to generate some clicks. So well done on that one. But I mean, re- she may as well have titled this. Remember how my husband was murdered? Dot, dot, dot. It was me. Because this is, this is so on the nose. Like, 
I want to know what what happened leading up to making the decision to write that blog post. You know, content marketing rule number one, you got to remain consistent. You've got to keep the content consistent, consistently producing. Okay, everyone knows that. But what, what, what were the, what were the other blog posts that she turned down and she's like, well, no, I'm not going to write that. Mm. Mm, let's think about this. Um, man, I am just fresh out of ideas today. What, what do I have a unique insight on that I could write a post about that would generate some clicks? Seven writing tips guaranteed to make you think. No, it's not. Um, a bit boring. Could go. Could go. Buzzfeed. Which, which Harry Potter character are you most likely to hook up with? That's right. Re- hey, that's relevant. It's about writing, kind of, and it appeals to lunatics. So that's good. Um. Oh, I know. Oh my god. I don't know why I didn't think about this. How about that murder I committed and got away with? Let's write a blog post about that one. That's some fucking brain dead shit right there. So these are our three contenders. Uh, we've got just a quick recap. We've got Ryan fucking his car and being tased by police. We've got, um, oh God, what was his name? Was this other guy's name also Ryan? Wait, what? Ryan Dean Langdale was the guy that shot his cousin over his chips and Ryan Malik was the guy who fucked a car. Okay. And then we've got Nancy who's murdered her husband, got away with it and thought, let's turn this into some blog content. That's really telling actually of where content is going online in 2018. You've everything so sensationalist now, isn't it? You know, can't just be, can't just be a nice little, nice little post about, the th- the three best tools that I use to increase my writing productivity, it's got to be, look, most people who are popular online have gotten there from doing fucked up shit. And, whether they, and a lot of them transition out of it and they don't do it now, but they still amass the following doing weird shit. Example. <laughs> okay. I watch Philip DeFranco's videos on YouTube, you know, great stuff, but his original content, he like got lots of subscribers because he was, you know, he was like posting scantily clad images of women in the middle of his videos and putting them in the thumbnail. I'd like to go on record and say that I didn't subscribe to his channel until like late last year. So I came in during the, during, you know, the normal, the normal times. Oh, dodged a bullet on that one. Maybe, maybe. Look, Nancy gets a pass because coming up with content in 2018, you know, she's trying to remain current and she's trying to break through into a medium that not a lot of people are partaking in anyway. She's trying to become an author. So I, I understand the fact that she wants to, that she's got to write a, you know, a bit of a, a wacky blog post about how I murdered my husband to get some clicks and fucking sell some books. Okay. I understand that, you know, very Gary Vaynerchuk. 
Nancy's out here hustling and grinding, so she gets a pass. Nancy is on her SEO grind and she absolutely gets a pass because she's 68 years old out here making fucking sensationalist blog content. So Nancy's fine. She gets a pass. Now, Ryan Langdow, he also gets a pass because he warned his cousin. He categorically said to him, if you eat my fucking chips, I'm going to shoot you. Chris, you eat my motherfucking chips again, cunt. I'm going to fucking put a hole in you. And he did and he did. So Ryan gets a pass as well. And the and yeah, Ryan Malik is this sick fuck out here getting his rocks off, fucking a car in the middle of a crowded car park while six people watch him and then he gets tasered by police. That's, he's this, he's the fucking, he's the weirdo. He, yeah, exactly, yeah. Ryan Malik is the fucking sicko, and he's he's our he's our winner today. He's out here doing it way weirder. The other two, it makes sense. It makes sense. Ryan Malik is the only one who doesn't make sense. The car fucker. I feel good about that. Yeah. The other two are just, you know, the other two you can you can put yourself in their shoes. Hashtag relatable. You know, hashtag just Smirnoff double black things. Hashtag just content in 2018 things. You know, those are passes. Ryan Malik, there's no hashtag fucking a car. That's not hashtag relatable car sex. No, there's nothing relatable about fucking a car, Ryan. Okay, you dirty bastard. He's our winner. Winner? Is that what he is? He's the in this in this circumstance, he is the one who was taking home the trophy. Yes, is that a good thing? I don't know. You know, another good thing is starting a podcast, not really knowing what it's about, and then also having an award that you're also not aware of. So, all of this, if it sounds strange to you. We're in it together because it don't make any fucking sense to me. But Ryan, hats off or hats on. Hats on for Ryan, you sick fuck. Got a couple uh, honorable mentions here. People that didn't quite make the cut. Teachers using memes to grade homework. Of course, you know, that's where it's all heading. It's all heading to memes. Pornhub traffic surges during YouTube's outage. I mean, that's going to happen. YouTube this week, it like turned off for an hour and a half. What are people going to do? Not come? Don't think so. Uh, Tesco worker sues supermarket for 38,000. It was like 20,000 pounds. I converted it to Australian dollars. 38,000 after co-worker farts in his face. Everyone has that one person at their job who absolutely would drop a fart in someone else's face. You know who they are. And if you don't know who they are, it's fucking you, mate. <laughs> if it's if you look around, if you look around at your work and you cannot think of a single person there who would drop a fart in someone else's face, it's because it's you, and you're you would be the one that would do it. And I and if it is you, yuck. <laughs> turn turn this shit off. You are not welcome here. Actually, hang around. It's not that big of a deal. Um. And the other one we got here is, um, this was a personal ad by Daniel B. 
It's titled, Is There Any Legit Females Left Out There? In search of a female who can actually handle someone hung and who can handle it for longer than 30 minutes. If you think this is you and you're up for a night of fun and naughtiness, send me a message and see if we click. You know, that's whatever. That's on these people posting personals on different websites. That's that's average content. That's what you're going to get. It's randy seedy dudes out here trying to fuck. Okay. Pretty standard for the internet. P.S. I will not pay for sex. All capitals. So don't try and sell yourself to me and try to get some self-respect. Now, the reason I put this in here is um, the self-respect part kind of made me go, really? <laughs> really, Daniel? <laughs> Do you Are you aware of what you're doing right now, mate? <laughs> like you're posting on a random website in the personal section, just looking for someone to come fuck. Okay, so check number one, it's already not looking great for you. Now, two, Daniel posted three pictures with this post that he included on the website. It also said that he's located in Brisbane. So let's hope he never hears this. Um, One of the pictures is him lying shirtless with what looks like his hand down his pants. Okay. Again, pretty standard for the internet. I'm sure... I'm pretty sure that's like 97% of every profile picture on Tinder of a guy's profile. So that's again pretty normal. Not going to not going to you know flame the guy for that. Still a little weird. Anyway, two other pictures that he included with this post. Keep in mind he wants you to have some get some fucking respect. Get some self-respect. The other two pictures are of his bedroom which can only be described as, um, I would call it a budget 50 shades of gray nightmare fuck dungeon. Now, if you go over to Slopfest, if you go to Slopfest podcast on Twitter and Facebook, I will absolutely post one of the pictures that he included. I'm not going to show the picture of him, obviously, but I will show the picture of his, um, 130,000 shades of fucked up bedroom that he's got. He has, uh, man, He's going for a gray and black motif, okay? Black walls, light gray curtains. I think this is a bed in the middle of the room. Uh, there are multiple glass display cases scattered around the room. Uh, and each each like level on the glass display case has um, lighting. Oh no, it has like it has like a top like a like a, a downlight at the top of the glass display case illuminating the whole the the whole case just to display his vast collection of fuck paraphernalia because it it looks like there is just rant like a series of like toys and other fuck goods in these display cases which that couldn't you you can't you can't like use that with you can't use something on someone and then use it again on someone else like i can you don't you feel like no matter how much you clean that thing some shit don't wash out like some shit don't wash off it would okay here's a question would using the same okay let's say let's say a dildo for instance using a dildo on one 
girl and then cleaning it and using it on another. Is that akin to one guy having sex with a condom and then washing that condom off and then another guy using that condom? Because that's how I'm equating it. And look, all I'm saying is don't use the same shit on different people. So I don't know why you would have like display cases showing off your stuff because surely you can't use it on more than one person. I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a person I don't have a personal fuck dungeon, so I don't know. Do you have a personal fuck dungeon? Or are you aware of the various intricacies and nuances of living the fuck dungeon life? If you are aware, fill me in. Slotfest podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, he also has a specially built bed frame to um i guess you would call it a bed it's not really it kind of looks like a like a like a heavy duty massage table with like red leather cushions on it and um you know that's specially built to support the fuck harness that's at the end of it and uh then at the top of the bed it looks like there's one of those you know like in medieval times when like some if someone's like caught stealing they put their head and their arms in that lock thing and then like town members can pelt them with like lettuces and tomatoes and stuff the bed has one of those on the end of it so a lot of great stuff going on here i just thought it was look i wanted to bring this up because i just thought it was funny that someone with a disturbing fuck dungeon in their house would i found it funny that they would be disgusted by someone who happens to be a sex worker enough to tell them to quote Get some self-respect. How do you... T- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you would say to someone, look, don't don't try and proposition me for paid sex. Gross. Sex workers are gross. Oh, this, that's my personal fuck dungeon that I've had things artisanally built for and handcrafted myself. Yeah. Hold on a second. Get some self-respect disgusting anyway this is my fuck dungeon i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong on that one tweet me let me know that's gonna do it for this one thanks for thanks for coming thanks for hanging out uh if you want to follow the show on social media so you know when new episodes go live it's slop fest podcast on facebook and twitter you know might as well plug it again for the 19 millionth time i'll also be posting other stuff uh on there from the show like this if you hey if you want to see daniel's fuck dungeon that's yeah, this is a this is a great way to get people to click over. If you want to see Daniel's fuck dungeon, head over to Slopfest Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you can you can have a look at it yourself. Um, the first post there's already a post up on there from last week's episode. Maybe you listened to it, maybe you didn't. If you didn't, go check it out. A po- uh, picture of the uh, piss perfect product that I talked about uh, in the last episode, where people were buying fake fake piss to pass their uh, drug tests at work, and obviously. You can't just buy, you don't, you can't just have fake piss. You've obviously got to have a fake dick that you strap onto yourself, that you fill up with a syringe and you have all this very strange setup so that in case someone's like, hey, you need to do it with me standing and behind you and looking. I don't know. I've never been drug tested, so I don't know. I've been, I've been roadside drug tested, never piss drug tested. So yeah, go, go check that out as well. Man, what a great how what a great incentive to go click over to social media channels a lot of other places are like 
hey, follow us on Facebook and you'll go into the draw to win $5,000 worth of travel credit to with flight with flight center so that you can uh, go hit up a Kentucky tour and mine's uh, head over to Slopfest podcast on Facebook and Twitter and you can see you can see a you can see piss paraphernalia and also someone's fuck dungeon see you next week